Hello and welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Ibikonka and it's my privilege to welcome you to another Euro 2020 episode. In this particular episode, we'll be previewing the round of 16 matches scheduled to start tomorrow on Saturday the 26th of June. Italy, Wales, Switzerland, Belgium. The Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, England, Croatia, Czech Republic, Sweden, Spain, France, Germany and Portugal are in this battle to qualify for the quarterfinals. I've got with me in the pod um, regular, 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 regular members of your Sports Memo podcast. In London is Deji Oseni. Deji, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast again. Thank you for having me. Also in London is... Queen the Red Diva, Dr. IJ. Doc, you're very much welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. In Abuja is AGK Ikwabu. Thank you for being on your Sports Memo podcast, AGK. Always a pleasure for having me, Doc. Right. Doc, you get the first dip. Your, your um, adopted homeland, Wales, uh, in They've gone back to Baku to play Denmark. Listen, nobody um, 12 days ago thought that the Danes would even be able to continue playing the tournament. Not to talk of provide that absolutely fantastic 4-1 um, demolition of um, Russia the other day. And now they're in the quarterfinal. How, and now they're in the round of 16. How do you think this game will go? Look, Calvin, as soon as I saw the draw and saw it was Wales and Denmark, my face, my heart sank, my face fell. It's like I, I always say in my house, I'm Welsh by the grace of God because I spent two years of my life there going to school. Yeah. And then Denmark, I from from the first game, we everybody saw what happened. That mm. day I was watching the game and I literally, when Ericsson went down, I literally made eye contact with his eyes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So was leaving his body. I was like, I tweeted immediately. I'm like, no, that that does not look good. And then the whole thing that happened, I cried. I prayed like I have never prayed for anything before. I cried. I said, God, please do not let this guy go on the pitch. So from that day, there's been this connection kind of to Denmark, especially as um, UEFA made them. I know everybody has different opinions about whether they should have played that game um, continued that day mm. or played it another day but I feel UEFA did not do enough to give them you know a better option they absolutely shouldn't have been back on the pitch playing that day so since that day anyway I've had this you know soft spot for Denmark to to do well in the competition so as soon as I saw that fixture mm. I'm, I'm really torn <laughs> I do not know who to support and uh, it's unfortunate that what somebody has to go and one team has to go home but before the start of the competition Denmark mm. was seen as kind of like a, a dark horse they had a quite a good um, campaign to qualify and the games the run up to games mm. leading to the competition they, they've played well so and looking at the football you know Wales they have individual they play as a team as well because they are hard workers you yep. might think yep. individually they, they don't have like um, too many special players obviously there's Gareth Bale everybody knows him and they have um, Ramsey as well who, who plays at a high standard but they, they actually work for them they work hard and their goalkeeper oh my days that guy is brilliant he has 
really kept them in this competition. What a call by the uh, by the coach to use him to yeah. pick him um, to pick um, Ward ahead of um, Hennessy. Yeah. So, so I know that Denmark may have as a team they may have an edge, but Wales you cannot rule them out because one 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 pass from Bale. And Ramsey might be in there scoring the goal. So anybody that wins, that is, I'm, I'm fine with. But it's heartbreaking <laughs> that I'm going to lose one of my um, picks or my favorites well, look at, at this stage. Look at it this way: if they were not paired together, there would have been a chance that both of them would have gone out to this round. Well, that's that's a fair assessment <laughs> so as well. So yeah, so, so I guess still, I'll take it. Yeah. So you still have one going into the next round. I, for yeah. me, one of my, as I said in the tweet, one of my favorite players is um, Andreas Christensen of Denmark. And I was really pleased for him that he scored um, that how it's at the other day. So it'll yeah, be, absolutely. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he he plays this time. Because I, to be honest, I have not, I've not rated them, I've not rated the way Denmark have played. Even before um, Ericsson's um, incident happened, I didn't think they were playing well. But then again, they were just starting at the time. So for Wales, um, Deji, for what what have you made of this heroic tag that the Welsh are having at this moment? Which I, I'm wondering why, because this was a team that made um, Wales made the semi-finals at the last Euros. So this is not why is this such a big deal now that they've only made the round of 16 so far? Um, it's a big deal because um, I think people are looking at um, things based on form mm. and if you're looking at um, Wales, most people only look at the big players but forget that Wales have a lot of up-and-coming young talents. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at if you're looking at the big players, most of them are out of form. Ramsey had a poor season for Juventus. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Bale, we all know his situation um, in terms of club level. Um, so obviously, if those two players are not performing, people just naturally assume that Wales is going to be flat. Um, which, uh, very interestingly, um, for a lot of people, I know people probably won't put any money on it, but there's a part of me which believes there's a possibility of an England semi-final with Wales. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, big uh, call, big call. <laughs> <laughs> And also the match, the match for people who aren't following, um, the match is going. The semi-final on this side is going to be played in London. Yeah. So uh, if that actually happens, England Wales semi-final, London, um, big game, big big game. The country will um, come to your home. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering the contrast in styles of, the, of both teams mm. uh, so far. Um, but yes, I, I definitely believe that Wales have played above themselves. Mm. Um, and I and I think they do have potential. I think you know um, both England and Wales have been lucky. They've been placed in the weaker side. Um, I think of the brackets. If you look at the brackets, uh, Spain, France, and all on the outside, whilst Poland, Czech Republic, uh, I don't remember the other two, yeah. um, are placed on this side. So there is opportunity for Wales to go through, um, especially if they continue to. Um, play the way they have I know they have a lot of self-belief yeah. and that's one thing that helped them in the last tournament yeah. um, so you know we never we, we, you know I do think that there is opportunity there for them um, oh and the other thing sorry um, yeah um, I do think that Wales might end up becoming the tournament villains because wow. whichever team eliminates Denmark is going to become the world villains <laughs> sadly sadly <laughs> that's true that it's, it's almost as if the whole world 
is willing the dance to get through. Uh, that is that is something. And um, educate our squadra Azuri have been going through smoothly, easily. Do you think that there's any chance that Austria would do something different than Wembley? <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's going to be another three-zero. What? <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> because no, the, the way the way Italy has been playing, I think just um, just three teams had a hundred percent record in the group stage, and of all three of them, Italy dominated more games than the other two. So I think I think Italy have all it takes, even though they're in the toughest. Um, side of the draw. Mm-hmm. The winner um, of that game would meet either Portugal or Belgium. Very tough. But I, I think it will, it will coast all the way to Russia. And the game, I, I want to see Italy play outside of um, Italy. Mm-hmm. All three games they played in um, in Italy, in Rome and yep. uh, some other things. So I want to see them play outside in yep. Wembley. So, but I think, I think they will do a low win. See, this is for all of you. As, as, in, as an old-timer, I am always suspicious of any team that wins all their first round matches. Really, it's it's a very it's a very rare thing for a team to win all their first round games and end up winning the tournament. So that's why I I worry for um, I worry for Italy. Now the golden generation of the Red Devils, Belgium, against Cristiano Ronaldo. And his Portuguese teammates. Peji, how would you call this? Where is Deji gone? Yeah, I'm back, sorry. Yeah. How would you call this Belgium versus Portugal game? I mean oh. we we we've Romelu Lukaku is scoring for fun. Cristiano Ronaldo um, is Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm, you know, it's a tough one because I don't think either team has hit top gear yet. Um, but there's a part of me which, you know, can't help thinking about the fact that I just feel uh, Belgium seem to always stumble when they, you know, when they finally reach uh, a big team. Mm. Uh, it, it seems to always, you know, be their downfall. Um, despite the fact that on the pitch, if you're going player by player, you know, really and truly, Belgium should have any team in the world matched. But unfortunately, we know that, you know, uh, things aren't played on paper and a lot of players don't show up for big matches, mm. um, which is really unfortunate. And obviously, at this moment in time, Cristiano Ronaldo, top scorer, um, he's I'm sure he's feeling the momentum. He's got one more goal to... Uh, is it to overhaul the record? Yep, to overhaul the record. He has one more. He needs one more. So, you know, um, with the way things are going, obviously I'm sure the rest of the Portuguese players are probably feeding off uh, Ronaldo's energy. Yeah. A lot of them haven't quite... Um, they haven't quite... Um, they haven't quite, um, um, you know, stepped up to that level yet, but I think they will. So, you know, I think, you know... Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go for a uh, Portuguese win for this one. Um, uh, Doc, I in the matchup, one of every actually why I always find this funny. Every time I watch Lukaku play with defenders who try to who try to get physical with him, I, I'm always laughing. Like, why are you getting physical with this guy? You can't. 
you cannot manipulate. <laughs> you have no chance. It's strong. Yes, you can't manipulate. However, in Ruben Dias, Ruben Dias, the the Portuguese have a player who I think could be um, a match for Lukaku physically. Now, that, that's that's on one hand. The other reason why I'm coming to you, Doc, is the the form of um, Bruno Fernandes. He's been awful in this tournament thus far. So there's even no chance he's likely to start on on Saturday. What what would you in this game with all I've said and what DJ said, who you go, who do you think would be more confident going into the into the match? Okay. First of all, I'll agree with um, I'll agree with DG in saying that both teams haven't really um, reached top stride. They haven't like moved a gear up in in their performances. Um, maybe Belgium is kind of edging it a bit in terms of the, the performance level they've reached so far. Mm. Now let me address Ruben Diaz. That's fraud that they gave Premier League. I won't fraud in quotes because he had he had a very good season, right? He had a very good season, but I don't think he should have cleared all the awards for um, player of the year. And in this tournament, he hasn't been that. He has been found out a bit in, in this tournament. So I think Lukaku will have if if he gets those balls from um, De Bruyne, he might have a good day. He might have a field day with him. Um, talking about Bruno, I I don't I wouldn't agree with your summation and. Mourinho, loud-mouthed Mourinho's sub- summation that he's he's had an awful tournament in terms of the whole tournament. Why? He has played three games. Mm. The first game, he was one of Portugal's better players. The mm. second game, he was abysmal. He was terrible. He was almost like Mourinho said, it was like they were playing against him. And I agree with that. And then the third game, he only came on towards the end, even though he, um, he almost gave... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted to sell the game at the end. It should have been a penalty. But you can't if he if he played well in the first game and played well in the bad game, you can't say all tournament he has been bad. So obviously he needs to he needs to pick it up. If for this this they're playing um, for their national team, it's a team sport. Mm. If you're not delivering, there are people on the bench who will come in. If they work better for the team, I'm all for benching him and letting other people play. If you're if you're delivering um and better than him, that's fine. That said. Like they just said as well, I think Portugal, even though they're not playing very well, they have this kind of, I don't know what to call it, um, toughness or resilience. They can just stay in there. They will just stay within touching distance and then one one um, minute or second of, of, of Ronaldo magic and they, they get a goal and that's it. They can also try and stay, even though Germany showed them up a bit, even Germany not having a good tournament so far, but they, they were able to beat Portugal, but they scored about five. How many goals did they score against Portugal? <laughs> Four. It was 14. Four. You see, yeah. and, and we had the Premier League player of the year, Ruben Diaz, there. In, in defense and being showed up by Harvard. So so I think it's it's going to be and again agreeing with DJ that Belgium there's this thing, mental mental thing that hasn't really, you know, they've, they've not overcome in, in past tournaments. So let's see if this is the tournament where they can they can um you know turn it up a notch. They don't have many tournaments left to be fair to them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They, they might be like, um, you know, the past generation of, of um, 
Spain or the Netherlands who think who think eventually won something, you know. So let's let's see what it can do. I, it's going to be. I think it will be a, a, t- a tough game. I think it will be a tough game. I'm actually looking forward to that game. Really, yeah. The only reason why I'm not I'm not fully going 100 percent with Portugal is because mm. of their shape. Um, we saw Germany damage them with the wing backs, Kimmich and um, Gosens, and Belgium play the wing backs too, Munier and Chadley. So if Portugal uh, do the same thing they did against Germany, which is um, coming narrow and letting those wing backs, Semedo one on one is not that good. Um, Cancelo has been ruled out for COVID, so I think. Belgium will stand a chance if they, uh, they copy the German template. If they go with the wingbacks and get Togan Hazard or Charlie run at um, Guerrero or, um, or Semedo, I think they might come out of. I think so. Right. Spain finally found their form in the last group game to pulverize yeah, Slovakia. Slovakia. Now, <laughs> now they, face, they face Croatia and I what about five, six, seven years ago? This this would have been this would have had the makings of an absolutely cracking game, but you can't. You're not even sure what to expect from this. This is an this is an an aging Croatian team, but we still remember that three years ago they were in the World Cup final. They found a way to come through the group, and they know they've got with the players they have, with the experience they have. They will have nothing to fear against them. They have nothing to fear against Spain. But Spain are on the ascendancy. As as you know, form is actually always critical when you get into into these knockout stages. How, how, how do you see this going? Uh, well, I, I don't... <laughs> I, the Spain victory against Slovakia, I don't want to count it as nothing. To me... Really? <laughs> Slovakia is not... It's not, it's not Slovakia is not a big deal. I mean, so they, were, they were dead and done by 2-0, so the goals just kept coming in. I still have a problem with Spain. Uh, I think they're very weak. Uh, but defensively, even in attack, Morata is not, is not um, the forward man they think he is. So, in the middle, just Pedri is the shining light. I, yeah. Croatia have, have nothing to fear. They have nothing to fear. They have Brozovic, Kovacic, and Modric. Um, they have Perisic. So, I think they have the experience. The, the Spanish guys are, are young guys. Um, I think Croatia might make it. If they allow, if they allow Croatia to control the game and play as the very good on set pieces. Very good. So, if you allow them out field, the midfield, we saw... Modric's wonderful goal last time. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going. I'm going for a Croatia win. You see, one of the things I when the game against Slovakia, when I looked at the lineup, when I saw um, Busquets back in the team, I thought, okay, experience is there. Experience of winning everything is now there, and these players are going to feed off that. So that's why I'm thinking that going into this into this particular game. Spain would would also not have anything to fear, but it, France against Switzerland. I know Hungary managed to get a draw off the French, but seriously, is there any chance that Switzerland would upset France? Beijing. <laughs> um, very, 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 very low chance. Um, <laughs> 
honestly um it, look switzerland we know that they are somebody who come into a lot of tournaments as dark horses mm. they have a lot of memorable matches in big tournaments but as far as this current tournament i just don't feel like there's enough players in that team to make yeah. an impact yeah. um I've seen, obviously, you know, Shakiri has done well, as he normally does, you know, a number of tournaments where, you know, he'll have bad club season, he'll come into international tournament and suddenly he'll, yeah. you know, become that player we <laughs> know he Shaqiri. is again. That's Shakiri for you. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, um, but the problem is, is that once you eliminate Shakiri's threat, um, you know, what happens to the rest of the team? Mm. Um, you know, that's the problem. And, you know, France, unfortunately, they're facing a team that has threats from everywhere you know it, it, even if the forwards don't score the midfield score even if the midfield don't score maybe the defenders score you know there's just so many ways that they can hurt you you really think that France have threats from everywhere I, I every time I watched France without without Kylian Mbappe's speed I actually think they will always be easy to play against without asking um, Mbappe what else I th- what is this threat you speak of I thought well, I feel like when you watch France, I feel like um, a lot of people focus on Mbappe. But the truth is, is that I've seen a number of their games where Mbappe doesn't play. And, um, well, Benzema's back in the team, which I think, in, in my opinion, is problematic. Um, because I feel like the rely, like there's almost this whole, uh, I don't like, I feel like when teams have this over-reliance on one player, mm-hmm. it falters it the team. Um, I feel like, you know, France, since Benzema came back, aren't as fluent um, you know, people always complain Giroud doesn't score goals, but you see the way France play when Giroud's in the team. Um, they're a much more fluent team. The ball spreads across, you know, everybody's moving, you know, the goals just flying in from everywhere because, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, okay, the striker's not scoring the goals, but the goals are coming from somewhere. Um, but at this moment, I do think, you know, um, France, you know, they're taking their time, but eventually, once they start to pick up in form, you really and truly, I mean, all over the pitch, we can all pick out names. You know, even the people that are sitting on the bench, and they're all, you know, but, looking to earn their but, shirts. But did you wait? That's what I'm asking. Where? Without see, when when this is when I watch the French, eh? I look at and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we're defending, but because we're defending against a team that has Mbappe, we can't we cannot push up. We can't we can't press aggressively. Because all it takes is one ball over the top and they spring the team, right? If we, if we then decide to drop off because of um, Mbappe, we then, we then give their midfield trio the room to, to you know, you see how um, Pogba was able to pick that pass against Portugal the other day. It's because they dropped off because of the fear for um, Mbappe's pace. Now, take that pace away from them. Bringing your Giroud, like you said, take that pace away from him. I don't know who else they will bring that defenders should be will be frightened of, really. But this is my reason of how every time I watch them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I feel like um, when you look at France, um, obviously they, you know, um, I, you know, we, I think we talked about that about, you know, they do have quite a defensive base. Yeah. Um, um, which obviously, you know, it comes from Deschamps' actual playing career as well. Um, <laughs> um, if you look at a lot of these players, you know, they only need one chance. To, a lot of these players only need one chance to score. You know, they're players who play for top clubs. You know, Griezmann, um, uh, uh, Benzema, 
Um, even you know Marcus Duram. Uh, he's you know even even in the you know in the, uh, players like Marcus Duram and Ben Yedda. Um, Duram is uh, on the bench, is he? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so you know, um, Kingsley Coleman is on the bench too. Kingsley Coleman, exactly. Marcus and you know Duram. these are. Uh, these are all players who are looking to earn their stripes they're looking mm. to earn their shirts mm. um, so you know whether and this the thing as well is when you look at those players mm. they're both aerial they're both players that can play with their feet they can mm. also play with their head mm-hmm. so you know whether you choose to stop them on the ground yeah. they can still score by air so you know this is the thing you know uh, people say Giroud does not score in tournaments well he'll probably get one or two goals and you know that it could be against your own team so you know that's that's the, that's the funny thing um, but I just don't feel like Switzerland have enough about them to really be a threat to um, France, especially because of what we've seen of Switzerland so far. Yes, true, true. They just got some cracking goals against Turkey, though. Yeah, I think for me, what I like about France is that everybody works hard. Look at look at Griezmann. He's every. He's supposed to be like supporting the striker, but he's everywhere. He's defending. Pogba at Man United. I I say this constantly, and I'm not going to shift from my position. He has not lived up to what we signed him for. He's probably had one brilliant season and one okay season. But you, you see him when he's in that unit, the, how hard he works. You see the difference in, in, in his output. So what I like about them is that everybody tries to you know contribute, work towards the, the common goal. And it's very difficult for you to score against them. They have that um, defensive stability. I also want to go back to the Croatia-Spain game. You said Spain was on the ascendant. Where are they ascending to? From where? You people are underrating Spain here. Luis Enrique will be very... Luis Enrique will be very upset. Dubravka just donated, donated the most ridiculous yeah, own goal to them and, and, and they started scoring. You say they are ascending. Ascent, go. They've been abysmal. Abysmal. All of you will see. You will see in the end. This, this is tournament football, you know. It does not. Well, it doesn't take. I, it doesn't, I, I haven't completely written off Spain personally thank, thank because you, um, uh, I'm I written them off. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like um, Spain. You know, obviously Spain selected their squad for the tournament. Everybody criticised because they said, "What is this nonsense?" And I agree. A lot of the positions that were selected. Adama Traore, what what is he doing at that tournament? I, I don't know. Um, and then um, I don't know whether they're just you know taking him there just to cap him so that he can't play for uh, whatever country he's from. Um, yeah, Mali. So, uh, but um, as far as Spain, they do have you know Gerard Moreno. We saw what he brought to the team. Somebody that should have started the matches instead of Morata. But obviously, Morata is the bigger name. You know, maybe the coach trusts him a bit more. It's a bit similar to, you know, the you know England. How, you know, oh, people are like, oh, how is Harry Kane still playing every match? Well, he wants to play every match because the manager, like, the manager is comfortable with him. Same way Morata continues to play Spanish matches. Um, if you put somebody more clinical like Moreno in the game, I think Spain is a completely different team, as we've seen. But uh, as far as Spain actually winning the tournament, I think that's a big, that's a big, big, big stretch. That's not something I would put any money on. Right. Um, look, the big one on Tuesday, the Germans come to Wembley. England, England. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, listen, I'm not even going to 
go is around the bush. England are beating Germany. I have no doubt about that one. Two world wars and one world cup. England. England. Two world wars and one world cup. England all the way. It's not the World Cup, but you know, England has no fear going into this game, as far as I'm concerned. They they just need to go and and if if the manager we know we've criticized the manager for some selections and being maybe too conservative, playing Phillips and Rice at the same time. Uh, we've seen some spark of brilliance that Grealish and Saka can can bring to the side. But again, they, they just can't go into this game with any fear. Hopefully, they've practiced their penalties because that's always a possibility with with Germany or with England, any team they play. But I think that if they go and play as we know that they can play, they, they don't have any fear. They can they can look at look at Hungary. That's what, what I liked about Hungary. They they just went into the game, played their game. Their mistake. The German team is is filled with errors they can they can get caught cut out sometimes so just play play your game and anybody can win that game they can also be germany on their day everything can click for them as well Kimmich is is a beast of a player like he is everywhere he's always buzzing moving you know but like i said play without fear and and it's possible everything is possible educate what precisely is wrong with germany um I think the shape is wrong. The shape and the personnel. Germany do not have a Miroslav Klose anymore. They don't have a number nine. I, I like Wenner. I like his, his work rate. I like his speed. But he's not playing kind enough to lead the line for Germany. I think Kimmich is supposed to be playing in the middle of the park. I mean, we saw him last season. He's a number six. He likes to control possession. He likes to take the, the flow of the game. And then you push him out um, to wing back. I don't think that does any good for Germany. And Gundogan and Cruz do not have the facet of legs to patch up the opponents. Mm. I enjoyed the game uh, versus Hungary because Hungary, Hungary had plenty of bites in them. Then they, they went at Germany, they had nothing to lose. I feel if that game was played in Hungary, they probably would have gone through. Mm. If, if the Portugal and, and France game was, was moved to Germany or somewhere else and Hungary played at the home stadium yeah. with the feeding of the energy from the home fans, I think they probably would have gone through. So I think the shape is wrong with Germany. Uh, Jacqueline has nothing to nothing to prove to anyone. The World Cup winner. Uh, I don't think they would. I don't think they would beat England. I just hope England um, bring their A game. So far, nothing. But I, I think the game will suit England, being that they might not be in possession of the ball every time. Germany will probably hold the ball, and so it will suit England because they have speed. Um, they can get Saka on the ball, um, Rashford if he plays, Sterling. So I think England would. Would be Germany. This, this is so funny that I actually think this England, this England um, Germany game, it's almost as if um, it's almost like England's game with Croatia. Um, in that, if if England can bring a lot of athleticism into that midfield, which is the key, not up front, that that midfield, if they can bring their athleticism like they did against Croatia, they will be able to. They'll be able to manage the game properly. At the back, if if England play quickly, really, as Alex always used to say, get the ball quickly, move the ball quickly. If they play quickly with Matt Hummels and what he's done all season or all tournament, they be, they should be able to to get get a team. But 
Please take it easy on homos, please. <laughs> but, take it easy. Um, this is Germany for all we know, for all we've said in the tournament. Germans know how to play tournament football. Well, as we believe they do. Now they're in a, in a knockout stage. There's a, there's a danger for the English that they might just come and light up Wembley. Is that possible? <laughs> um, well, the Germans are always a threat. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like this time, um, you know, the cards are on, you know, on England's side. Um, this, you know, this German side look like everything people have been saying that uh, Zhao Kim Lo's Germany is. Um, for quite some time, probably yeah. a, a couple of years now, people have been saying that, uh, you know, um, he needs to step down, that, you know, his, his time has run its course. Um, and looking at the way the team has played in this tournament, um, I don't remember the last time I saw Germany conceding so many goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or so many people thinking that they actually have a chance of beating Germany. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost unheard of. Um, and you know, you look at German team, and you just think to yourself, like, where, where exactly is you know, you know, where is that you know that X factor coming from? You know, when when they're struggling, you know, you always need somebody to pick you up. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Tony Kroos, Tony Kroos, and uh, you know, Thomas Muller are still there, but it's not quite the same uh, in what we've seen in this team. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do think England have a good chance. Um, the only, you know, the only, you know, there's a few stories that could be written here. You know, uh, Jaden Sancho, maybe England will finally let him off the leash. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether he goes back to Germany and the reception he gets if he eliminates Germany. <laughs> um, um, uh, and also uh, Jamal uh, Musiala. Um, hopefully not but you know if he ends up scoring against England um, he could possibly be one of the most hated players um, to touch the English shores since Maradona um, so, um, so there's so many subplots <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um, but you know yeah I, I do think England have a big chance and I think probably this is Harry Kane's game to show up if Harry Kane truly wants to prove that he is the player that he believes he is and he believes that he is one of the top five, top three players in the world right now, mm. then he has to show up in this Germany game. He hasn't showed up in this tournament so far, but he must show up in this match. But he has to start staying up front, though. He has to start, start up for the start. Dude, you are the number nine. Stay there. I remember putting Alan Shearer. I was listening to Alan Shearer once. Alan Shearer said there was a time he was struggling with goals while he was at Newcastle. That Bobby Robson called him to one side and said, Why are you going all over the place? Do everything you're going to do. Do it within the width of the penalty box. Don't go all over the shop. We don't need you to do that. That for you to be able to find the goals, do your work within the width of the penalty area. And that for me is what um, Hurricane has not done in this tournament. He's going everywhere. He's dropping deep because of that... Um, mentality that he got from the half half season that they seem to have been successful at Spurs. So for me, if he wants to score, dude, operate from the width of the penalty area first, and then let's see what happens from there. So we move from that game to the Netherlands. They play Czech Republic in Budapest. 
I have liked Holland in this tournament. I have been a how do I put it? I have I've always liked Holland. Really have. So with Depay playing as well as he's been doing, with Kelly Blin, who is for me one of the most intelligent footballers ever that I've ever seen play football. With Daily Blind in this role of half left back and half left sided centre back. He's the the, the, the the Dutch have shown an incredible flexibility in the system they play. And it's really fascinating to watch. Every time I'm watching them, you don't know what they're doing. And in Gini Wijnaldum, they have a they have a good leader. Say Czech Republic, you know, to use their chance that Holland could go out. Doc. For me, I've like 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 just like you as well. Holland is one of the teams I always kind of have a, a soft spot for in in tournaments. And in this tournament, they've been one of the um, exciting teams to watch. They have a lot of um, goals in them because they are young. They are they are fast. They have they have runners. Memphis is, is playing balling out. Um, Dumfries is is balling out as well. Um, this is a game I think that could go either way because I've seen like in some of the games was it their last game you could see that the other um, they, they have some like defensive especially when they attack when they, they, they don't recover fast enough so they leave their, their um, defense open to, to conceding goals so it's something that the Czech may exploit in this game but I, I believe that the Dutch will, will come out on top because they would out, outscore Czech Republic Educate you were about to say something. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Frank the Ball. <laughs> I'm surprised that the world. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, educate. Why are you not a fan of Frank the Ball? As a player, he was, he was oh. awesome. He was, he was a very good player. But I mean, you can't you can't go you can't put past his Crystal Palace record. That's a blip. A blip. How many, he won. He won how many Dutch titles? Mourinho has tarnished no, his but, image. Yes, I think that's... Thank you, thank you, Deji. The way Mourinho went no. and slaughtered him. I think that's the reason why everybody tends to forget that. I, I'm watching this Dutch team play and I'm I'm like, this guy is not... This guy can't be that bad. Go on, educate. He can't be that bad, but I... I um, before him, there was a uh, Maurice Coleman, and I enjoyed uh, Maurice Coleman playing. Though I have to give uh, Frank the ball uh, accolades because he's playing without um, Virgil Van Dijk, which is uh, a very big miss. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I, but I, I'm pretty surprised that they won all three games. Uh, the game I thought they were nervous was the first game against them, Ukraine, where they went two goals up and Ukraine came back with two two, where he took his left back and centre back off. So. I think they should be able to win the Czech Republic, but like Doc said, it could go either way. Um, they have Patrick Schick, they, 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 just, they just don't have guys. The, they don't have the speed to trouble Holland yes, at the back. That's, that's what they have noticed. They don't. But, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't. But they have they have a defensive solidity around them. They they, could, they can defend well. Mm. And Kichi, we saw the goal Sheikh, Sheikh scored out of nothing. Very mm. good goal. So I, I just hope that the, the Dutch bring their A game. And if they do, they will blow up the Czech Republic. 
I just wanted to say, sorry, Calvin, I agree with you about Daily Blind. Absolutely brilliant footballer. He's like the, the kind of footballer that, that makes you know you don't need to have all these muscles I'm, I'm everywhere. You, they need to study his brain. He's, he's so, his IQ is up there. God. Amazing. And Amazing. He's playing with the pacemaker, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and he's playing with the pacemaker. <laughs> exactly. No, he's a, he's a super guy. His dad was not bad either, but him, he's awesome. Sometimes I watch him. Sweden against Ukraine. Good luck to whoever is going to have to watch that in commentary for. for, for <laughs> It'll be exciting. <laughs> it will be exciting. That game will have gold. <laughs> yeah. Please explain to me how this will be exciting. Look. He's going to have goals. That's what I believe he's going to have goals. That game is going to be like Netherlands and Ukraine. Mark my words. Did you, you agree with this? Um, yeah, you know, I have to agree. Um, I do think that the two games that are probably going to have the most goals mm. is going to be Holland and Czech Republic and the Ukraine um, versus um, Sweden. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think the so. bubbles, all of you. In a, knock, in, a, in a knockout game, Sweden, Sweden in a knockout I, game. I, I, I think it's okay. Sweden will lock up. With the four four two, they are going to lock up. And they will, they will, um, what's that Chelsea's manager's name again? In commentary, they Sweden will just do a proper no block. Everybody, sit back and see what happens. No. High scoring. This one, okay. We'll I, see. Well, yeah. Well, I, 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 definitely, yeah. I definitely think the potential is there because um, both in qualifying mm. and up to this point, mm. I think uh, both of those teams have been quite open. Um, even though, even when they try to play a low block, they have not played it successfully. You see, that's the thing. There are some, <laughs> there's some teams. <laughs> so. You know, I think that's something to think about. It's just, um, it, it, it has potential to be interesting. And I think, you know, at this, for those teams, I think mm. one thing that people always um, uh, forget as well is that a lot of those players are playing for transfers. So I think um, mm. that is one thing to keep in mind. Um, they, you know, um, obviously, um, Schick has caught everybody's attention. Um, that is one player to one side. Um, but the other player that everyone's been talking about is Ishak, or I can't say his name. Is yeah, that Ishak? Yeah, Ishak. Um, the Swedish striker. The Swedish striker, yes. Mm. So I, I think there's a number of players who um, have the opportunity to win big moves if, if you know, they show up. And, you know, what better place to show up than against teams who are on similar levels to you? You know, there's a lot of teams who have been matched up against teams where people have given them no chance. Well, at least here, you know, you've got a team on a similar level to you, similar form. Yeah. This is an actual opportunity for you to do something. Right. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the crunch. So, your quarterfinal picks. It's, let's put it this way. It's for the quarterfinals, right? It should be Croatia or Spain versus France or Switzerland. Doc, who would that be? Croatia versus France. There is no ascendancy here. Right. Um, Eji, Italy or Austria versus Belgium or Portugal? Oh. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Portugal versus Italy. Eji, <laughs> I love this. 
Wales or Denmark versus Holland or Czech Republic? Uh, Wales. Oh my God! What does Denmark play? Ah, ah, ah. Okay, I will go with I'll go with Wales because I think Moshe is a fighter. Please don't do give us long story. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, 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 play Netherlands. <laughs> right, I come back. Hey, I come back to you, dog. England or Germany versus Sweden or Ukraine? Let's go with England versus Ukraine. Right. Okay. We shall come back to this. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so very much for coming on your Sports Bible podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see what happens from Saturday up until yeah, tomorrow. Tuesday, up until Tuesday. It will be brilliant. Once again, thank you so very much, Doc, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. AJK, thank you so very much. Always my pleasure. Deji, fantastic. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me again. There you go. Listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Mekonwoka and signing out.